You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We are so back with Real Presence Live. Probably the backest we've ever been. Wouldn't you say, Janine? <laughs> All I know is it's sunny outside it's... and I can't wait to play in the yard. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, when you mentioned playing in the yard, it reminds me of, uh, of an awesome experience that I had here two weekends ago at the Made for Greatness Men's Winter Retreat out of Maryvale and Valley City. And we actually got to play football out there. And I, I'm, I'm excited because I've got a couple guys on the radio right now to talk a little bit about that retreat. We've got Austin Musland, Austin Musland and Jesse Eversvik. Good morning, fellas. How are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning. How's it going there, good. Jesse? Good, good, good. Excellent. Well, so as we get started, why don't we have you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Let's start with you, Austin. So, uh, I guess I'm Austin Muslin. You know, I lived out in the region for the past going on seven years. And uh, just recently, me and my wife and two girls just moved back to the McHenry Glenfield area. Um, I do sales agronomy for Central Dakota Frontier Co-op, selling seed, chemical, and fertilizer. So, uh, that's kind of where we're, at, where we're at. My wife teaches at the school there in Glenfield. And, yeah, we're just kind of getting a start there in that area. So Excellent. Well, that's fantastic. How about you, Jesse? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Jesse Hersick. Um I'm from Carrington, North Dakota. I go to St. Peter, Paul, and McHenry. Uh, four kids now. Been married for going on 20 years. And, yeah. Cool, cool. All right, Austin. So uh, let's, let's uh, turn the attention to you for a moment here. So we had this Made for Greatness Men's Winter Retreat. Uh, it was uh, January 19th to the 21st. You, you joined the retreat. What inspired you to, for, first of all, has this, have you been on retreats before? What's the experience been like before, and, and what inspired you to join this retreat? Um, you know, so I've actually never been on a re- retreat before. And, uh, so Father Reese Weber actually up there in McHenry brought it up to me, and he kind of said, you know, this might be something that would interest you. And I kind of looked at the agenda, and, you know, I'm a new father, and I just thought it was, a topic that would really be something that could help me out in life going forward, raising kids. And, and I guess I just, he actually married me and my wife and, you know, he was kind of an inspiration to me to come back to the Catholic faith as strong as I am now. And, um, I, I really got to put a thank you out to him for just helping me along because he's the guy who's kind of getting me going on all this. And, uh, and then, you know, I was kind of looking for some recruits and I ended up reaching out to my buddy, Carl Kenner and, he had a friend, Garrett Becker, who kind of told him, hey, we should try this thing out and let's see how the weekend goes. And I think we all had a great experience from it. So. That, that's really cool, Austin. I, I had met uh, your volleyball coach up there in the New Rockford Steel area, and, and she just talked so highly about Father Reese Weber. And I, I really need to get to know him and meet him because just huge accolades. Uh, she's like, I love going to Mass with him. And she's Lutheran. You know, so she, I mean, it's really, really cool um, what he's doing up in your community. And, and uh, please pass on our prayers for him and his full recovery. Yeah, for sure. I'm hoping we can keep him around uh, as long as we can, I guess, before they want to try and take him somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Jesse, you had a bit of a different experience. Uh, you're actually the second generation of sorts with uh, Made for Greatness. Um, so you've been on you know, a few retreats that uh, has impacted you. So tell us, tell us about your experience. Um, I guess I kind of started the same way as Austin. I 
was father called me and asked me if I wanted to go, and I was pretty hesitant. You know, guys don't go on retreats, but um, once I went to the first one and the second one and kept going, and then pretty soon that one was full, and we needed to get more guys to be able to go, and we started this second one in Valley City there, and it's uh, it's just kind of snowballing now. Yeah, I think one of the things that's super cool, Jesse, is like you, like you shared, you went on a couple of these retreats, and, and there were a number of guys from the New Rockford, McHenry area that had gone on some of the Made for Greatness retreats and, and were impacted. I think it started off with four guys back in 2018, and they kind of recruited a bunch of guys and came back with, I think, 21. They had 20 guys from New Rockford attending. Um, and and there was just kind of an, an energy that you guys felt, and I know that there's there's been a, a lot of fruit where there are various men's groups now in that New Rockford, McHenry area that uh, I think you're a part of. And one of the things that was so cool for me to see this as, as one who's worked um, on the leadership with Made for Greatness is how you guys stepped forward. And you're like, you know, we had this, this retreat back in July of last year with Bishop Folda, and it, was, and it filled up fairly quickly. And you're like, we need, to have, we need to have another opportunity. And not only do we need to have another opportunity, we need to have another opportunity that we can reach out to men in our area and invite them to come to this. And so you guys were the ones that kind of set the theme. Uh, Austin mentioned like the, the theme of this was on being a spiritual leader in your home. We brought in Devin Schott from, from the Fathers of St. Joseph who, who spoke with us throughout the weekend and really kind of uh, inspired us to really claim that role of, of charitable leadership. And so, I mean, what was that, that trajectory like for you, Jesse, when you went the, to the first retreat where you were like, oh yeah, I'm going to plan one of these here in a couple of years. So, yeah, when I went to the first one, I didn't know if I even wanted to be there. I was, you know, drive yourself and make sure that you can leave as soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you can if things go south. But it, yeah, it's nothing that I would have ever expected that I would have done in my life to to plan a retreat, let alone even just go to one. Is not something that guys do. But once you go to these, you see how many other Catholic fathers and men there are, and it's. Yeah, it's a, just an amazing experience to go to. Awesome, awesome. So, Austin, what was it like for you going to the retreat for the first time? This is your first retreat. Were you a little apprehensive? Were you just excited, or what was what was kind of your feel going into it? You know, I was very hesitant. I, you know, I like you said, I'd never been to one, and I was just kind of really trying to drag myself to go. And and you know, until I got there, I was really, like he said, ready to run towards the door at any given chance, just not knowing what to expect or, you know, it's just not something that I've really been in that kind of element before. And, you know, it's just kind of nerve wracking never to have been in that scenario. And I think it, now that we're looking back, it's pretty awesome. So, so, so Austin, what did you think about Devin Schott? What were some of your takeaways from his talks? You know, I thought he was so great because he spoke on a level that was both knowledgeable with facts and reasoning, but he was also able to tie everything into a deeply rooted faith. It seemed like he just had these analogies and ways of kind of putting things down for all of us to understand. And, uh, you know, I guess one of the big things I really took away from him was the fact that he talked about, like, we're all just a balloon. We're all just a balloon sitting on the table. And God is the helium that wants to be inside us so bad. And all we got to do is let him come inside of us and, you know, just expand and stretch us. Yes, the balloon has to go through a lot of stresses to grow and take that helium in. But once that balloon is full, it can take soar and take off into the sky. So 
that's one thing that really hit me was just you know we got to just let God into our lives instead of getting distracted by all this other stuff. So that was kind of a big thing for me. And then one of the other real big takeaways I had was, you know, he talked about all of us men, how we're the protector, the provider, and the priest as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I guess as men, we all know that, yeah, we are the protector and we are the provider for the family. But when you hit that third point, we're also the priest. We're the one who leads the family. We're the one who sets the example that just kind of folds its way down to the rest of our family and everyone around us and in the community. It really hit home that we're the ones who got to be the ones that lead that march. So, yeah, that was the big one for me, I guess. That's amazing. You know, Jesse, hearing... um you know, hearing about Austin's experience, um, you know, how how were you and the other guys deeply moved by this weekend that you helped organize and run? Um, I get the biggest takeaway for me was just bringing my faith out into the world, just to my family, and even um, just a couple, like, we talked about blessing your children before, mm-hmm. when you put them to bed, and... That I've started doing that, and they kind of looked at me weird the first couple nights. Like, what are you doing, Dad? Why are you touching me and putting a cross <laughs> on my head? You know. And now they're they kind of wait for it. It's only been a couple weeks, and they're just like, "Are you going to come give me a blessing before bed?" <laughs> All right, be right there. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, the other thing I I haven't I haven't got myself to do it yet, but going to a store and somebody says, "Have a good day," to say "God bless you" mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. just "You too," you know. Yeah, absolutely. Working on that yet. I think it's so cool that, that, I mean, we need that, certainly as men, but just as Christians in general, we need to kind of be continuously inspired to keep growing, right? To keep living out our faith in uh, in more and more authentic ways. And uh, and it is, faith is a process of growth. It is something where God is working with us continuously. That's how he's worked with mankind from the beginning, is gradually revealing himself, gradually calling us on. And I think that that is so important. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're on this uh, pilgrimage, this journey on earth, this, uh, you know, we're, but we're still connected and part of the communion of saints, you know, past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. And so God has ordained our life at this particular moment in history for a reason. And how beautiful it is that you're growing in your relationship, you know, not, not just with Jesus, not just with God, but also with other men, because we have this society that wants to demasculinize, is that the correct word? (laughs) Demasculinize, um, you know, uh, the world, and and that's that's harmful. That's not what where we need to go. We need the the protectors and the priests of our homes. We need men to be men uh, and women to be women, Mm -hmm. and it's just so vitally important. And how cool is it that you can get together with other men and and know that you're not alone. You know, I think that's an important point. That, that this aspect of brotherhood that is really key to these made for greatness men's retreats and men's leadership summits. So, guys, um, we're gonna have to take a quick break. But on the other side of, of the break, let's talk a little bit about the element of brotherhood in uh, in the retreat and and growing together as men. So, we're gonna come back with more real presence live right on the other side of this break. So, stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Deep Desire of the Magi Why did the Magi set off from afar to go to Bethlehem? The answer has to do with the mystery of the star which they saw in the east and which they recognized as the star of the King of the Jews, that is to say, the sign of the birth of the Messiah. So their journey was inspired by a powerful hope toward the kingship of God himself. The Magi set out because of a deep desire which prompted them to leave everything and begin a journey. This is the mystery of God's call, the mystery of vocation. It is part of the life of every Christian. When the Magi came to Bethlehem, going into the house they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Here at last was the long-awaited moment, their encounter with Jesus. Going into the house. This house, in some sense, represents the church. In order to find the Savior, one has to enter the house which is the church. They fell down and worshipped him, and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Here is the culmination of the whole journey. Encounter becomes adoration. It blossoms into an act of faith and love, which acknowledges in Jesus, born of Mary, the Son of God made man. The secret of holiness is friendship with Christ and faithful obedience to his will. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, I'm Brad Gray, joined by Janine Bitson. And we're having an awesome conversation with Austin Musland and Jesse Eversvik. And we're talking about the Made for Greatness Men's Winter Retreat that took place here a couple weekends ago at uh, Maryvale Retreat Center in Valley City. Um, and one of the things, that, guys, that we were just talking about right before we went into the break is um, you, know, you guys were sharing about how this has been a really kind of rich experience, spiritually speaking, for you, for, for you as, as fathers, as husbands, um, as men of God. Um, but like another element of these Made for Greatness retreats is that aspect of brotherhood. You know, it's, it's one thing, and, and there's a lot of value. There's a, a rich Catholic tradition of, of going off on silent retreats and those sorts of things and having that alone time with the Lord God. And that certainly is a, co- a component uh, of the Made for Greatness retreats. But uh, part of this retreat also is that element of brotherhood, of being able to be with brothers, to play with brothers, to, to talk, to have fun, um, to eat with brothers. Um, what were some of those aspects that, that you guys appreciated or enjoyed from this retreat of being with other men that share your faith, that are looking to grow as men of God? So, Jesse, why don't you answer that question first for us? Um, I guess one thing that you never notice until you go on one of these retreats with just men is just when you're at Mass and you just hear men's voices, mm-hmm. that's a, a totally different experience with just brotherhood and that, and then, yeah, just all the visiting and everything that goes on in between all the the talks and everything, and, uh, yeah, 
Brad's favorite, the Liar's Dice. Yes, but. yes, Liar's Dice is <laughs> delightful. It is an absolute staple for Made for Greatness men's retreats. So if you don't know what that is, I guess you just have to come on a Made for Greatness men's there retreat. There you go. That's a tease. <laughs> Austin, you are part of the, the Liar's Dice games and some other fun activities. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, you know, you know, I was kind of hesitant because I felt like I was going to be around all these people that were maybe higher up than me, you know, as far as farther along in their spiritual race in this life. And I thought I was just kind of this average man, you know, trying to chase behind them. But, you know, one, the big thing I found that once I got there was, hey, we're all in the same race together and we're all just doing this as brothers. And the fact that we could have a beer while we're playing dice just kind of brought everything back down hey we're real people living this space together and just for all of us to share experiences together at that time and kind of be able to talk it's just you know it's, it's something i think people don't even really realize as an option at retreat like here we are literally sharing a beer together playing football playing liars dice like we're just brothers being brothers it's awesome to be able to talk to people that are on the same page as you in life so Yes, absolutely. Well, I, I want to highlight one thing that Austin absolutely. said there because it, uh, it might get lost in the in the shuffle here, and that can't happen. And that is that uh, we had so part of the staple of these of these things has been along with liars dice has been a, a game of football for those that are interested in doing it. And this is the like Jesse mentioned, the last one uh, had filled up in July, and this is our first time doing a, a winter retreat. Um, and, and I was like we still got to play football. <laughs> there was a handful of guys that decided that they're actually going to come out and play football. It was an 18 below wind chill day and uh, the, the ground was frozen and icy. He wasn't in Austin, but Austin oh, is, yeah. his buddy Carl came out and we played for like an hour. It was just crazy. Wasn't it? Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. It's funny how a four on four football can be so fun. Even when it's that cold. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, it was, it was so cool. We had one guy that came out and he, he went out on the first play. He uh, went over crossing route and actually pulled a hamstring. So he wound up being the quarterback the rest of the way for both teams. And he'd, he'd throw a perfect dime, and then he'd kind of hobble up to the new line of scrimmage. And everything. But, but he was just having, having the time of his life, wasn't he? Yeah, even though he was wincing in pain, he was still sticking with us. And, yeah, he was the designated QB. So It's a testament to toughness, that's oh, for sure. Oh, funny. So did you have, like, a... Five Carolina, what did they do it in touch football before you could rush them or you just yeah, couldn't rush them? Five or? apple, five apple. <laughs> five apple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, funny. for him, we, we, the rush was pretty, <laughs> pretty light. Yeah. Well, I think what's really cool about these stories, Austin and Jesse, and, and for our listeners, is that we need to remember that Jesus' life on earth with his apostles, uh, with the disciples, you know, it was one that they shared fellowship that um, everything is sacred, you know, uh, you can't just, you can't differentiate that was an athletic activity, that was a sacred athletic activity, you know, of time together in brotherhood. Um, we need to remember that, that, you know, Jesus had fun with his apostles and disciples they ate together they played together they prayed together they they fished together which it would be my first choice you know <laughs> i could fish every single day so it's just so important that we remember that our life as catholics um is is one that we need to share these experiences living out our faith but not denying ourselves of these opportunities of fun and, and mm -hmm. togetherness and community, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've heard it said that uh, uh, women build relationship face-to-face -face where men build relationships side-by-side. -side. Like, we, it's through doing things together. And that's, I think that is one of the things, like what Janine was saying, 
like this aspect of, you know, um, we, I remember after our first men's retreat, we had a guy say, this is my first time of experiencing getting to be both a man and a Catholic. Like sometimes things can be crafted in a way that we sit there and listen. We have a, hear a talk. And we can, we can gain from that, right, guys? But, but having the opportunity to do things together as men is something that really resonates with who we are as men, wouldn't you say? What do you think, Austin? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm going to bring this up. Uh, you know, going coyote hunting with a buddy of mine that's not a Catholic, and, you know, all of a sudden we found ourselves talking about God almost the whole day, and mm. it was just kind of awesome how we were sharing, you know, these similar interests, and, and it's just like, God is real. He's here. You just got to let him in. Amen. Mm. What about you, Jesse? What, what do you think about that aspect of, of building brotherhood as a means of way of, of, of growing in our faith together? Um, like when I when I went to this winter retreat in Valley City, I brought my brother-in-law with me, mm. and he he was very hesitant about going on it. And yeah, just getting to visit with him and hang out with him, you know, because normally we're busy with kids and everything else, yep. and don't have time to just sit and visit or even talk about your faith at all. And it it was really an awesome experience to be able to just share that with him. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, one of the things I would say that I, I took away from the retreat is Dustin made this, um, use this phrase of, of men are called to be charitable leaders in the home. And, and it impacted me in a couple different respects. One is that we are called to be leaders. Like that God really has designed a sort of hierarchy in the sense of we each have roles to play, right? We each have roles to play. And men, um, I, sadly, I think it is too common that we, we will abdicate our role and allow women to step forward. You know, I, I've often thought of, like, the Holy Family, how you have, uh, you know, the perfect incarnate Son of God. You have the Immaculate Conception, the flawless and perfect, um, you know, Mary, the one human who has never sinned. And then you have Joseph, um, and Joseph is the one put in charge. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I can feel like, like, like you know, Lord, you probably didn't pick the best person to be in charge here. Like, my wife seems to have a better sense on things. She seems to have more insight on, you know, governing the family and, and that sort of thing. But, like, for me, it was a kind of a, a summons. Like, I really do need to have this role of leadership. But it's one, um, I think people will recoil against that aspect of men's leadership because it's, it can often, it can sometimes be expressed as not charitable leadership, but domineering leadership. Like, a leadership that is, that is all about the love of those that I'm leading. Right, um, and so anyway, these are a couple of elements that like the Lord was kind of stirring in my heart, uh, as far as like how do I how do I live out that aspect of leadership in my home going forward? And I think you guys talked a little bit about that. I think Austin, maybe you mentioned that that aspect of blessing kids is is that does that something that resonates with you as well, Austin? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess you know the word leadership in itself. You, you don't ever hear the word boss in that word. Yeah. And, and I think leadership is more of, let's do this, I'm going to set the example, I'm going to lead the way, and you guys are going to see what I'm doing as an example. And your kids will just follow along because you're literally everything they look up to as far as that aspect of family goes. And I think just by leading in the community, leading with your family, your friends, your neighbors, like all of that will just continue to waterfall into place. If you can just be a good person and love and lead and just... You know, it just kind of falls into place, I think. And that was my big takeaway from the weekend. Mm -hmm. Jesse, do you have anything to add to that? 
Um, yeah, it, it pretty much the parrot the same thing. It's just yeah, show if you can show your kids what they should be doing, what and they'll follow right behind you. They're watching you more than you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of the mouth of babes. I mean, when they say things, it's generally not something that they came up with on their own. It's usually by the example that's been set for them. Um, it is so true in yeah. so many ways. And just with everything that our kids are getting blasted with in, um, in the, the world, um, you know, we need strong leaders in our homes. We need strong um, leaders in every walk of life, you know, not just our homes, but in our neighborhoods, in our communities, uh, in our world. Um, we, we are really suffering from a lack of good leadership in the world in general. Yep. I know, Austin, you and I were both kind of moved. Uh, Devin had shared some statistics about the, the impact of men within the families, right? Like he had talked about, I think, that, that element that if, if a mom is the first to convert um, and become Christian, it's a 17% chance that the rest of the family will follow, whereas if a man converts, uh, it's a 93% chance. And I know that you would ask me even afterwards, like, can I get some access to some of those stats? Because it's like, we really have, whether we want it or not, we have an indispensable role in where our family is going to be pointed, right, Austin? Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. I mean, the stats don't lie. You can... You can look them up and see them. It's just insane. A father is is huge in the community and in the family and everywhere. Yes, yes. Well, we've only got like a minute and a half left, guys. Do you have any any closing thoughts, any encouragement, uh, perhaps, to other men that would consider coming to uh, a Made for Greatness uh, retreat? I know we're going to have a Made for Greatness Men's Leadership Summit this summer at the end of June. That's especially for men that want to get things going in their own area for for um, you know guys to grow together as as brothers in uh, in the Lord. Uh, any any words of encouragement or comments you guys would like to share? Anything, Jesse, for you? Um, I guess, yeah, if, if, even if you think you're remotely thinking about it, I, I would give it a shot. It's, you'll, it'll change your life. Awesome, awesome. How about you, Austin? Any, any final thoughts that you wanted to offer? Yeah, and you know, I was very hesitant as well, and now that I went, looking back, I'm so thankful that I did, and I hope I can get more brothers like myself to do it, because we're all running the same race. Amen. Amen. Well, fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for taking the time to be with us this morning. Thank you for responding to the call uh, to, to come to this retreat and to allow the Lord God to act in your hearts as, as husbands, as fathers, as sons, men of God, uh, and for the great work that he's doing through both of you. So, uh, Yeah, thank you so much for being with us. It was a, a great conversation and something that's so desperately needed in our society currently. Uh, we need we need good leaders. So thank you for answering that call, and experiencing these retreats and and bringing it to other men uh, in your circles of life. So thank you so much, yeah. gentlemen. So, yeah, uh, God bless you guys. All right. Up next on Real Presence Live, more than fifty churches use this organization's model to drive divorce the divorce rate down by twenty four percent in a major U.S. city. That's right, twenty four percent. We'll share what this organization is, its model for success, and how one local parish is using the model to help rebuild marriages, families, and parish life. Keep it right here as we continue on Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In his letter to Ephesus, an ancient city renowned for its occult practices, Paul states a fundamental truth about conflict. No matter how evil the human being on the other side appears, he or she is just a pawn of evil. Once we realize this, our whole approach to conflict changes. Our true adversaries are fallen spiritual principalities and powers, rulers of this present darkness, the hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Spiritual evil is addressed through spiritual warfare, and as church militant on earth, we don the whole armor of God. We gird ourselves with truth, we wear the breastplate of righteous behavior and the shoes of peace, we use the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation, and wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And we stand firm on the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life. 